This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey everyone, welcome to Group Text. My guest today is Jason Ritter, who this was hard for me to believe, started acting professionally alongside his famous father, John Ritter, at the age of eight. Wow. In the, I know, wow. <laughs> In the Dreamer of Oz, the Frank L. Baum story. Since then, we've seen him in shows like Swim Fan and movies, Freddy vs. Jason, Gravity Falls, Raising Dehan, and Parenthood, for which he earned an Emmy nom. Jason now appears as the voice of Fox's father-in-law on the new Apple TV kids show Slumberkins, premiering November 4th. Hi, Jason. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I, I feel like we're we're somehow strangely cousins in survival of being an entertainment kid. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like, it's like, I feel like you can, you and I together, like I can put together three meals easy a day off a, a craft service table. Oh yeah. For sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Red vines, red vines become a food group. Exactly. There's a lot of protein in red vines, I think. I there has to be. (laughs) There's always hard boiled eggs. Oh yeah, those are those are key. Those are important. That always becomes the basis of the meal. Always multiple choices of bread. Yep. Peanut butter. Yep. I mean, we can uh, and bananas. Yeah. Right. And there's always a banana. And bananas. Yeah. Or an orange, something that's like got skin that no one else has to touch the inside. (laughs) Exactly. It's very important these days. It is. Um. (laughs) Let's just start with what's going on right now. Slumberkins, which, of course, you know, that's my personal nickname for my Ambien. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my little, my little, little, slumberkins, sweet... little slumberkins at night. <laughs> it is it's a little slumberkins. It's a little, I call that, uh, I, I get, when I've been really good, I, I've like earned my Ambien. It's like my happy sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I love that. <laughs> so November 4th, on it sounds fantastic for families with little kids. Tell me about the show. Yeah, it's it's so fun. I mean, it's it's based on the book series, the the Slumberkins, and uh, and all of those books and and dolls are all about um, the big emotions that kids can feel, uh, especially but, now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think sometimes we can forget as adults that uh, that all of that is going on, all of the anger and jealousy and fear of change, or you know these 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 big things are are happening in in kids' minds. And so this book sort of helps them navigate some of those feelings, and I think also <laughs> at the same time helps us as parents uh go oh yeah i maybe i maybe i do know how to talk to my son or daughter about this particular feeling and um i'm just so proud of it and happy to be a part of it how'd you get involved in it um i just i i auditioned for it i think and uh you know it it was it had a different name at that point i didn't realize that it was uh actually the slumberkins i think they were calling it cuddle um, at that point. And uh, I always have one eye out looking for things that I can show my daughter who's three and a half. Um, you can't show her swim fan. 
I can't show her swim fan. No, no. Maybe later. Naylor or Freddy versus Jason. Oh, no, definitely not Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> and Parenthood a little too emotionally complex. Was she four? Uh, yeah, she's almost four. She'll be four in December. So yeah, Parenthood, uh, Parenthood I'll, I'll wait until she's a teenager and then I'll, I'll force her to watch all six seasons. <laughs> <laughs> so you play the, or you play, you, you voice, I guess play, the uh, Fox's father-in-law. Yes. I I think he's just father, just straight up, just dad, just straight up father. Father. Okay. So, but I was going to ask though, because you're recently married. Yeah. Was it two years? Uh, Yes, it was. Yeah, exactly. What's what's your father-in-law like? Do you, do you, (laughs) is there, did you take any inspiration for playing a dad (laughs) from your father-in-law? Uh, I, uh. I, I mean, I think I took more inspira- inspiration from my dad. My father-in-law is a lovely man, and he's a, he's a doctor, and he's incredible, Melanie's dad. Um, but, um, but yeah, more of my, my general father uh, skills <laughs> came from my dad, I think. <laughs> um, so it's a bunch of psychologists, like actual yeah. people were involved in this show. Yes. Um, how was that important to you? Yeah, I think it's it's nice to to know that it it's um that it comes from a place of expertise, you know. I think that that's that's an important thing, someone who's studied it and not just kind of going, I know how to, you know. So many people have advice on how to raise your kids. You'll notice, you know, at yeah. the park someone will say like, you know, you shouldn't do that and it's sort of like what are your qualifications, sir? Um, and, uh, you know, um, there's a lot of gut feelings. And, and so it's it's nice to know. No, actually, this has been sort of studied and and looked through. And we found that these are some of the best ways to help these kids navigate these complicated feelings. This is how you can talk about change in a way that doesn't feel scary. Or, um, you know, this is a way you can talk about divorce or you know whatever it is um or when mom and dad fight or any any of these sort of these complicated things that kids can be um dealing with i was gonna say important things like when mom and dad fight suck up to the one that you think is going to get more money in the split (laughs) yeah and (laughs) always remember whatever it is it's your fault (laughs) (laughs) don't forget there is a point where you can manipulate them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> that'll be that'll be part two. Manipulation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How to get what you want. So you and Melanie, who has literally been in everything. Yeah. Literally everything. It's like yeah. you, 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 everything. <laughs> have been together, which is crazy, since 2013. Yeah. And I read that. You guys got married sort of by what you believed to be necessity. Yes, we we had been engaged for quite a while. Um, There's nothing like dragging out the process. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were engaged. Our daughter decided to show up. So that delayed. That was the first delay. And then uh, a year into our daughter's life, uh, the pandemic hit. And that was the second big delay. And then um, there was a period of time where Melanie was going to start working in Canada and I, I was going, they were going to go first and I was going to join them. And 
all of a sudden we realized, wait, am I going to be at the border going, well, we have a child together, but we basically, you know, trying to explain the whole situation. <laughs> Let me just go back to 2013 and start there. Um, so we just, it was about four or five days before she was leaving. And we said to each other, do you think we could, is it possible to, to like officially get married and three or four days. And I looked, I did some Google searching. I found a mobile officiant who had a opening. And then we, uh, I called some of my castmates and I said, Hey, so if anybody's free on Wednesday, we're getting married. So (laughs) (laughs) you guys want to, this is going to be at our house, but there'll be croissants. We'll bring, we'll bring some coffee and stuff. And um, some Entenmann's donuts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, we had a cheese plate, very nice. nice. Uh, and um, and yeah, uh, uh, one of my castmates and her her boyfriend came, and and that was about it. It was it was me, Melanie, our daughter, the babysitter, the officiant, and two friends. The we'll have a big one at some point later, but we just wanted to get it on the books because you believe, from what I read, that they weren't going to let you into the in. I mean, there's nothing like getting married with the the impetus being, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause one of the, one of the things that you can say at the border is reuniting with my family, but we just had no idea if they were going to be like, what, what family legally you have no family, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so probably it's, it's the, it's the wedding every girl has dreamt of. Yeah, exactly. Just In the meantime, her father's minute. going, thank God, I just got out of spending a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know I should be like it was thirty five dollars, sir. You, yeah, you can just send a <laughs> send a check. Here's the receipt for the uh, cheese plate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I do want to pivot into this because, I, and I honestly I understand how frustrating it is when people want to talk about our parents. As much as we love them, people tend to put too much focus on that and not enough on what people like you and I have professionally achieved. So I right. get it. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I feel like you and I can talk about it sort of in a different way than mm-hmm. other people. But you, I didn't realize you were third generation. Um, yeah. Your grandfather was Tex Ritter, who was a country singer and actor. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he he was uh, out here in the 30s and 40s in the San Fernando Valley, cranking out westerns and singing and uh, recording albums at Capitol Records. And, uh, and yeah, so, I, I mean, in a way, my my dad had already had the experience of, of what I was going to eventually experience. So uh, it was helpful in a certain way because he had already navigated kind of being the son of somebody who was well-known and all that can, all that that goes into that. Uh, So there were things that I sort of held on to um, growing up that. How much did he cringe when you said I want to be an actor, <laughs> he um, he and my mom were both pretty supportive. I mean, I think they wanted to make sure that I was saying I want to be an actor and not I want to be famous. Because I think sometimes that's that's what can get confused. And um, because if I if I truly just liked being an actor and I wanted to be an actor, I can do that. If 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 the fame doesn't come, I can still make myself happy. If that's the thing that makes me happy. If I'm looking for some other product, there are different ways to do it or things like that. But um, you know, and I I did say I want to be an actor, and they <laughs> handed me a whole bunch of books 
uh, and movies to watch and performances and actors to look out for. And I sort of initially I was like, uh, actually, never mind. <laughs> I want to read. That. Yeah, sorry. I thought this was a different type of a thing. Um, and then later when I really decided that I wanted to do it, they were like, all right, go for it. You know, follow your dreams. They they both especially my, my, my dad, whose dad was an actor and performer and knew that it was ups and downs and tough. He, he, he hoped my dad would be something else. Um, and I think that was on some level that was painful enough for my dad that he didn't want to do that to me. He'd rather support me in my dream and then be there for me if it, if it doesn't work out or, you know, whatever, but really, give me the the support and the the best shot I had. <laughs> yeah. My parents, I, people always say, what were your, my parents were supportive, but not encouraging. I get that. Yeah, for sure. You know, like, please go do something else. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Because they know what a shitty business is. And my mom always used to say, it's a, it's a life of rejection. Oh Yeah. And, and like, you know, it's a, it's a specific brand of rejection because it's not, it's not even like, oh, I don't like the painting that you did there where there are a lot of art forms there. There's a bit more separation between you and who you are and the thing that you're selling. Yeah. <laughs> but, this um, is, we don't like you. Yeah. That's what it feels like when you don't get an audition or, or whatever, like, oh yeah, you, this is a rejection of who you are as a person. We don't find you likable. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh gosh, geez, that's painful. I always get the, wow, you're funny. Oh gosh. Oh, Thank you. Think? you. <laughs> yeah. I also get the, wow, you're not at all who we thought you would be. We thought you were going to be a bitch oh wow see you get the the reverse it's probably like we expected you to be really nice (laughs) (laughs) and you're not yeah and you are really not uh yeah that's so funny i never thought about that um yeah no there is i mean there is a lot that people just sort of expect on some level to be a carbon copy and you know we uh we are who we are we have lots of different influences and and people in our life and that that's fun to defy expectations and and yeah <laughs> call it what you want it's 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 always interesting this episode is sponsored by via hemp ah uh, yes summer longer days warmer nights and the incessant chirping of crickets reminding you that sleep is a precious commodity whether you need to set the mood in the bedroom or just unwind after a day battling the sun via has your back Enter their Rest and Recovery Gummies, a magical concoction of passion flower, L-theanine, and cannabinoids designed to lull you into a state of blissful tranquility. With options for both the THC tolerant and the THC shy, Via ensures you'll find your perfect dosage for achieving peak comfort. Via isn't just about taming the sleep monsters. They've got a whole array of gummies to cater to every whim and fancy with or without THC. And they'll discreetly ship their goodies straight to your doorstep, no matter which of the 50 states you call home. Just sit back, relax, and let Via work its magic. So if you're 21 plus, you can get 15% off a free pack of award-winning gummies with our exclusive code. 
Head to viahemp.com and use the code group text to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies. That's viahemp.com, V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. So I have tried their Zen gummies and I got to tell you, they are amazing. I live in a very sort of continual stressed out state from work to being a mom to, well, just life in general. And the Zen gummies have been amazing for me. Head to viahemp.com and use the code group text to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com, V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. And use the code group text at checkout. Enhance your every day with Viahemp. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Something yeah. else we unfortunately, a shitty thing we have in common is the sudden loss. Yes. And the unexpected loss of someone who is not only our parent, but... You know, not everyone's close to their parents, but who was also someone who we were very close to. Yeah, absolutely. I always try and explain to people, and this has happened to me sadly twice because of my dad. Right. That you wake up one morning, when you go to bed one night and everything's fine, you wake up the morning, the next morning, and nothing is the same. Yeah, exactly. How did you get through it? Oh, um... There's no real way. It's just like it, you, you're kind of just being dragged through it. And, and then if you don't die yourself or sink, then you made it through, you know, like it, it, you, it, it, but you, you're just kind of, especially initially you're waking up at the, you know, like each day kind of, there's a, the first chapter feels like, you're in a nightmare, you know, like you wake up from a nightmare and you go, Oh, that wasn't real. There's a period of time where you wake up and you go, Oh no, that is real. Wow. That's real. And it's, there's just no going back. And I also think it's, you know, and I, you know how this is when there's someone in your family, who's uh, a force of nature, energetic, energetically. Where they come into a room and that's, that's what, that's where the focus goes. It's bizarre when that person is gone. It's like, really bizarre. It's weird. It's like you're. It's 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 like that feeling in the first time I saw Psycho and and you you know you're following uh, Janet Lee and then the shower scene happens and you go wait now what who are we watching now this yeah. guy <laughs> we got, we got what? this creep you know <laughs> it's like um there's there's a there's like a, a a black hole of energy and so it's you're you you're looking around at everyone and people come in and they they fill it up and your family becomes something different but it's uh it's also even hard to comprehend 
that a life like that is is over. You, it's you're like, well, that energy's got to go somewhere. Like it, it can't just collapse in on itself. It's it's uh, it's just bizarre. But there, uh, there's no one way to make it through. I mean, there's so many people who just told me like, oh yeah, there, I, this happened to me. I, I there's really nothing I can say. Just you know, if you need something, let me know. Yeah. But you're you're just on this journey and I know what the journey was like for me, but it's going to be different for you and one foot in front of the other. You know, for me, it was, I I just need to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Exactly. You know, for me, it was only eight years ago for you. It was what? 19, 19. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, it was one foot in front of the other and I had to make sure my son got through it. So that became my, Oh yeah. My main focus. But you know, again, your father was so universally loved as believe it or not, my mother was, that one of the things that saved me in the beginning was the outpouring yes, of love and adoration and people coming and saying wonderful things. Absolutely. About halfway through it, I think when I started to become come out of this sort of surreal, again, you put it so so eloquently, which I never thought of as, this void of energy, suddenly there's this quiet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's so strange because your entire life you've had this noise, good, bad, or indifferent. Right. And completely different on those kinds of things. Um, People always coming up to you and sharing their grief with you sometimes started to feel overwhelming. Yes. You know, it's tough. So, but the amazing thing is you have your daughter. Yes, exactly. It's really incredible. Um, how much of you do you see in her already? Or do you, how much do you see of Melanie already? I see, I see us both in there. I do, I do really see us both. I definitely see a lot of me. There's a lot of running around and climbing on things and jumping off things, things that stress Melanie out, things that I recognize about myself that stressed my parents out. Um, But, uh, but there's also a really rich um, understanding of, uh, of things and wanting to learn things. And uh, this sort of, I feel like she has Melanie's, heart or spirit or something and kind of <laughs> my craziness. Awesome. But see, and you normally girls tend to be more like they'll sit and they'll play and boys orbit. Yeah, yeah. But it sounds like she's an orbiter. Oh she, yeah. She's constantly orbiting and climbing on it's hard to get her to sit down and eat some food. She's like on me. I'm trying to feed her, you know, above my shoulders. She'll just climb up onto and just sit on my shoulders uh, if I'm sitting on the couch. Um, yeah, she's uh, she's got a lot of energy. But just great. It's awesome. It's amazing. So what's going to happen when she comes to you and says, mother, father, I choose to act. <laughs> I'll, I'll plop down a, a bunch of books and I'll say, <laughs> If <laughs> they read all these uh, and then uh, that'll hopefully put her off for a few years. And, uh, you know, the one thing that my parents uh, sort of said, they didn't want, they, they, they were like, if you want to do this, uh, do it later. Don't, they didn't want me to be a child 
actor i think that was the their one thing they were they they felt like it was important for me to have as as much of a life um as possible and a childhood um that wasn't all wrapped around auditions and headshots and you know all that stuff and uh, this is nothing against other child actors i've worked no 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 i get exactly what you're saying my My parents were were the same way yeah so so that was one thing you know i mean I, I will, I'll see how I react. Cause it is, it is scary that, that is a, a child coming, your, your child coming up to you and saying, I want to like, you know, you were saying like your mom was yeah. saying, open myself up to a lifetime of rejection and pain and feeling inadequate. All of these things with like a 0.01% chance. Of, yeah, exactly. You know, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's, it's a scary thing. You go, no, do something. There's a part of you that says, do something that you, is a sure bet. But at the same time, nothing is really a, a sure bet. And and um and I think it, it ends up belief in, in them and and uh allowing them to stand and fall. They're gonna a lot of them are gonna do whatever they want to do, no matter what you say. So it's like, are you in their corner or not? Can you really like pull the reins back and change the course of someone's life if they've decided that that's what they want to do or that's who they want to be? I, I don't think so. It's like, yeah, uh, I'll talk to you when she's a teenager. Um, <laughs> yeah, you'll be locking her in the room. Um, you went to NYU. I did. Growing up in L.A. Mm-hmm. and then suddenly living in New York. Yes. First of all, I went I grew up in L.A. and then went to Penn. Oh, yeah. Living in the weather completely messes up your brain. Oh, yeah. Because it's not like you're going skiing or just to visit where you get to leave. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. No. Being being in it. Uh, yes. And I remember it was it, it was like towards the end of October around this type of year, my first semester, you know, a month or two in. And I was wearing everything I had in my closet. I was like a big, you know, like one of those kids <laughs> you see who just is in a snowsuit. And they were going, oh, this is not even it hasn't even started to get cold. You're not going to make it. <laughs> Yeah, it's 65 and they're in flip-flops and t-shirts. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, and I'm shivering. Yeah, I'm like, I Do think you... I have frostbite, guys. <laughs> How important was it to your family and to yourself that you went to college and didn't go right into acting? It was it was important for me. I, I will say that, like, I, some people, you know, everyone has their own, their own journey. For me, I had so, um, I had so many insecurities I had a lot of um, self-doubt and I, for me, it, it, it helped to get to say, well, I at least tried to learn (laughs) how to be better. And, um, and I, and I, I, I had some of the greatest teachers of my life in, in college, teachers who changed my life, teachers who taught me things. I felt like I had years where I could try things in class and be bad and fail. And it wasn't like, oh, that was an audition that I could have, you know, that I needed to nail. It was like, oh, you know, you're growing and it's sort of a, you're, you're shedding skin and all of that stuff. And so I, I really appreciated it for myself. It was also hard as I saw friends of mine leave school and start to work. There was a, you know, there's a part of you that goes, Oh my gosh, I'm going to be, when I graduate, I'm going to be 22, practically geriatric. Uh, 
You know, you're like, yeah, not how it works, but there's the urgency that's hard to get out of your head. And um, but I I still am happy that I that I saw it all the way through to the end and um and you know, and you know, the friends you meet along the way as well. Yes. yes. And you know, your parents got to go to graduation. And they did, yes, exactly. <laughs> Which is the argument I'm having with my son right now, who goes, Oh, going to graduation is stupid. It doesn't matter. I'm like, I have you are walking because I want you to. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be there and I'm going to be crying. I and need I, that emotional I, release. <laughs> and I paid so much money for this moment. You will not rub me of it. You will not. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, Slumberkind comes out on Apple TV November 4th. Jason, always a pleasure. It's so nice to see you. Yeah, absolutely. Ahora Media Production.